Step into Mind Matters, where we reveal the high-stakes world of CEOs, from their first-day jitters to game-changing strategies, and equip you with invaluable insights and practical advice essential for your personal growth and leadership journey. And now, Mind Matters. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Kendall Raisler, and today we're thrilled to have a remarkable guest join us on our podcast. They bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise as the owner of Smith Brody Associates. And we can't wait to delve into insightful conversations. Get ready for an engaging and informative episode as well. Welcome Leslie Smith to our show. Hello. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, Kendall. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we delve into the conversation, we'd love to get our listeners a little bit of information, okay? A little bit more insights on your background. So could you please share a brief bio of yourself and some of your key highlights of a professional journey? Anything that you can think of, whether it is personal or business, that would be fantastic. Take your time. Feel free to open to any of your highlights. We're excited to learn about you. Oh, great. Well, I'm happy to share. So again, Leslie Metter-Smith, and I am co-owner at Smith Brody and Associates. Uh, this is our 16th year of being in business, so we're really proud of that. We're a female-owned mortgage broker uh, located in Indiana. Uh, we're licensed in Indiana, Kentucky, and Florida, and so we create home ownership. Uh, so a little bit about my background. Um, went to college, wasn't ever for sure what I wanted to do, but um, I always felt like I had a really good work ethic. I think that's kind of a key factor in business uh, or just really any success is work ethic. So um, actually got a job right out of college at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. You know, they hire college grads and so worked there uh, for a couple of years. And then I got into the banking world, loved the banking world, would have never have thought that that would have been my projection. Mm-hmm. But I really kind of fell into that, and that's where I got my first taste of mortgages. Um, and then from the banking world, went into the mortgage broker uh, sector. So um, I always think the key to our success for my business partner and I is that we are hard workers. Um, you know, you get up every day, you go to work, and you just try to cultivate and create, um, you know, those pathways to, to success. So what give you the most energy when you're doing your job? What give you the highlights and the lifts in, mm. in, in being you for your customers? Uh, you know, it's it's whether it's that first time home buyer um, or it's the family that's downsizing and they're retiring. You know, in our industry, no day is the same. You never know what's going to uh, come about your day. You might have a you know, a certain, I typically have a certain uh, list of things that I need to accomplish for that day, but you're always getting sidetracked with, you know, phone calls, people coming in your office, um, the person walking through the door that wants to check on uh, home ownership or possibly refinancing. Um, So you just never know what your day uh, is going to have. And I think that's what makes me love my job so much because, you know, I'm constantly touching and and doing different things um, at the same time, you know, trying to get that client the clear to close so that they uh, get to their home. So uh, it's it's that daily challenge. That's a very emotional job that you're doing, very emotional profession. 
to be able to help all those people do that. So what I would like to do is I'd like to delve in to the first days you being a CEO. Okay. Oh, sure. What, what, what did you face that was unexpected challenges or surprises on that first day? And how did you handle them? That is such a great question, Kendall, because when we started this journey, you have to go back to 2006, 2007. And, you know, you start with getting your um, tax ID number with the state. And so, you know, meeting with attorneys and making sure that our articles of incorporation were set up correctly. And so all of that is in motion. And so um, when we got our license, it was in 2008 with the crash, with the economy. Right. I know. I just saw the look on your face. (laughs) Yes. And and so we had everything was in motion and, you know, we do home loans. And so we're still doing great loans doing fixed rate loans. And so we just had to keep muddling through. You just got to pick your head up. And I can't tell you the number of people that were like, oh my gosh, you're starting a mortgage company in June of 2008. And we were like, yes, I mean, people still buy, people still need to refinance. So that was a huge, you could say it was a huge hurdle, but at the same time, I think it made us just, you know, work that much harder. And, you know, you start out, with, I want to say baby steps, you know, it's not anything like we set our salaries super low. Like we wanted to make sure we just had money to pay rent and, you know, get our buyers to closing. And as you keep going, you know, now we're into our 16th year. And in those 16 years, you know, we've had the, it's the roller coaster ride, right? I mean, there's been some years, I mean, look at COVID. COVID could have put us mm-hmm. out of business. But honestly, with the way interest rates went down and we did everything online, it it was probably some of the best years that we've had. Now, we're coming out of 2023. That was trying because interest rates just kept going up. And so we've had a lot of highs. We've had some lows and we're, we're projected this year to have a great year of 2024. That's fantastic. You know, trials and tribulations make you stronger, as we both know. Going through all those challenges makes you stronger. And that that begs the question to me, is there any mentors or models or role models that you looked at that influenced you in the way you run your company, in the way you're approaching as a CEO in the beginning? You know, that's a great question. I think along my journey, as well as my business partner's journey, We've had each other to kind of fall back on. You know, they always like to say, or I like to say, two heads are better than one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not to say that you can't do it on your own. Um, I think just my mentorships along the way have been, you know, my journey with seeing other people that I know. Um, My dad is a self-employed worker and just seeing how hard he worked and he still continues to work today. And, you know, he could have retired a long time ago, but he just loves what he does. He's self-employed. And I think that says a lot about, um, again, that work ethic is that, you know, you just, if you love what you do, which I do, uh, Mm -hmm. just, we want to help people. And that is the most rewarding thing um, for me anyway, is to see those people. um, and, And sometimes the ones that are the hardest, like with the credit scores and so forth, that never thought they could have home ownership, those are the most rewarding. That's wonderful. You know, I, I love to hear that it's in your blood, that, that it's it's coming from your parents moving forward, your dad moving forward. And, and I think that's it is incredible how it can help people. And that feeling that that gift you're giving to them is incredible. Reflecting on on 
a, the first few months, can you reflect, can you call, recall in your mind a defining moment or decision that actually shaped your leadership journey? You know, I go back to, we opened in 2008 mm-hmm. and I had already been a loan officer for several years, you know, going back to a bank and then the mortgage side of things. And then Dodd-Frank was implemented in 2009. So we've already opened this company. We're already running. We're originators. And then Dodd-Frank was implemented and they said, okay, you've got to be a licensed loan officer and you've got to pass the national mortgage licensing certification. Well, okay. Yeah. I've been doing this for several years now uh, since really, you know, uh, 2000. So I didn't really think much about it. And I went in to take this test and I didn't pass the test. And here we've got this company started, you know, I've got people underneath me, you know, here I am part owner and I had just had my third child. And so running this business, being a mom, having a newborn along with two other kiddos. And so I thought, okay, I've got to really, buckle down and study for this test because it's serious. And Kendall, I took the test the second time and I didn't pass. I missed it by one point. (laughs) You talk about, you know, taking the wind out of your sails. And so I had one more time, you could take it a third time. And if you passed it, great. But if you didn't, you'd have to wait six months to retake it. So the pressure was on. So for 30 days, all I did was study, you know, in the evenings when I got home, you know, make supper, feed the kids, put them to bed. And it was, I breathed and lived, you know, studying for that test. And I'm proud to say that I passed it, but it wasn't to go without a lot of, um, you know, there were some tears shed for sure. And just worry that, I wasn't going to be able to be the mentor for my employees and for the people that were within our organization. It sounds like one heck of a roller coaster. And I'm glad <laughs> that you've done well and pulled your way through it. You know, it's, it's funny when we talk about, you know, your people in, in the team, what philosophies um, and influences did you use to help mentor your people through this, to grow your team? What, what strategies did you put into place, Leslie? You know, I want to say that it's a lot with um, kind of lead by example, right? I mean, we're um, we're always leading. And I think in this industry, I always like to say you create your own destiny. Like you can be as busy as you want to be. You can be as slow as you want to be. If you want to be busy, you got to hit the pavement and you got to, you know, make things happen. And so I, I think that's a continuous motto for us is, Um, you know, sometimes you get the client that doesn't go with you and that says no. And, you know, that can't define you, right? That just makes you want to try to be better. And um, let's keep moving along and and meet someone else. Because I've learned over my years that even when someone doesn't choose our company to go with us, maybe that was the best thing for all of us in the party. You know, maybe it would have been probably more challenging than what I wanted to put into it or the effort. And so you, you realize to let those go and let's focus on some other areas to grow. Um, Cause I'm always constantly growing every day. I become a better loan officer, a better um, owner 
and mentorship to everyone in, in my industry. That is a terrific answer. Thank you so much for that. I think that's something that can give a lot of CEOs a lot of insight to what they're going through as well. That is fantastic, Leslie. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I'd like to ask, as a leader with significant responsibility, achieving a healthy work-life balance can be comp- very challenging. How do you personally approach maintaining a work-life balance to make sure that you are moving forward effectively and in managing your people and the demands of your roles, but also handling the well-being of yourself? How do you handle that work-life balance? You know, I think it's um, over the years we've, you know, I'm kind of your nine to five type um, business owner. That's how we started out. But now with the way the Internet is, and I think COVID really showed us all that we can work from home, we can work from the office, we can work where we're on vacation. So just like right now, I'm in my office, but I've got my iPad and I'm doing my Google Meet with you. And, um, you know, I constantly am, you know, I might leave for the bus stop to go pick up my kiddo from the bus stop at 3.30 in the afternoon. But then when I get home, I've got my iPad and my computer back up you know, because there were a couple of hours where I was out of the office, you know, taking care of mom duties and, you know, picking back up when it might be the best time for the clients because now they're home off of work. And so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said about working uh, when it's convenient for the client because there's a lot of times where we'll have conversations and applications in the evenings because let's face it, the clients are working during the day. They don't have time, you know, to talk with me. So I'll take that time to work in the evenings, do a lot of phone calls. And I think you have to love what you do. Um, And that kind of gives me the happy balance of during the day from maybe two to three 30, I'm out of the office, but then I pick right back up for a couple of hours, you know, when I'm at home making supper, making sure everybody's picked up from practices and, um, and, you know, just that, making that balance work for the clients and myself. Well, it is fantastic. That's, it shows how you put your clients ahead, uh, um, as every business owner should, and making sure that, that, that that's looked after, but also that you are balancing the other side of it. That, that's, that brings me to my next question about scaling. You know, you said technologies come in. So do you, what strategies have you employed to scale your organization, whether it's expanding ge- through geography or growing in terms of services and products? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Several years ago, we did kind of revamp our computers. You know, we went to a lot of laptops, iPads, a lot of our software and programs are all cloud-based. And so, um, you know, making sure that technology-wise we're staying with the best and the the latest technology so that we can be the most efficient. Um, And then I think just with, um, you know, making sure that we're always with the best technology, um, that's kind of been the last thing we did here recently. Um, It was kind of a whole company wide uh, update for us. Technology is playing a big role in everybody's world in today's world. And that's, it's a definitely important strategy to have in there. In scaling your organization, how would you identify a new market, an opportunity, and access their potential growth? 
Well, that is something that I'm doing right now. Ironically, uh, I am a member of our chamber. And so I'm in a leads group within the chamber. And that's something new that I have taken upon myself to, to pursue. And there's a lot of economic growth in our area. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then also we're a female owned business. So we're a minority. I'm trying to get certified within the state as a minority owned business. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, you know, I guess it goes back to we're always trying to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, once we get that certification, I feel like I can maybe try to go into some businesses and, you know, we're always trying to make create or we're always saying we create home ownership. And so, um, you know, if you have that home ownership, I think there's a lot to be said that you've got your workers then within your company wanting to be better because now they've got this wonderful home that they have and they want to make sure that they make the mortgage payment. So it's a trickle down effect. Um, and then we're always looking to get licensed in new states. Um, if there's a revenue source there or a leads group that we can find there, um, then we want to do that. So we we pursue different states because we have to be licensed in those states. Excellent. Well, you know, I, I love I love your insights that you've given me. And can you elaborate elaborate a little more specifically on the challenges you encountered during the scaling process and how you overcame them? So when you're scaling, how did you overcome all your, your challenges? Because everyone says, oh, it's simple. I'm just going to scale. It's not simple, as we both know. There's oh, lots wow. of challenges. Yeah. So how, give me an example of one, and how did you overcome it? Um, I mean, I think as you grow, you cautiously grow. Um, I, I want to say that, you know, there have been... I guess within our business, we'll, we'll have an influx of a lot of loan officers. But then I will say within 2023, we've lost several loan officers because of the economic challenges within interest rates. And so you're, you're constantly kind of growing and then you might scale back a little bit, growing and scaling back. One thing that we did implement several years ago was an office manager. We had never had a, a, I want to say a efficient and a great office manager. We have that now. And that took a big leap of faith because we put her on salary. And, you know, you have to find the right person to fill that, uh, that position. And she's helped us grow in ways that we didn't even know that we could grow. So marketing, making sure the office is running efficiently. Um, and that's helped free me up to where I can grow in other capacities. So, you know, you mentioned about your people, you mentioned about technology, you mentioned that we talked about scaling. We've talked about, you know, the challenges in scaling and how you overcome them. One that I would really like to ask you is, it's your culture. The culture of the people that you have inside of your business. As you scale, that culture makes changes as well. How did you handle that? Part of it would be your office manager that you just mentioned, but there's way more to it than that. What, 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 what did you do to handle your culture, to keep the, the right culture with inside of your business that reflects properly onto your consumers? You know, I think that's a lot to be said about personalities. You know, we've all got different personalities and I'll be the first to say we've had some personalities that didn't mesh well within the organization. And as much as you try to make it great for everyone, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And so um, I think screening those personalities and making sure that they're going to mesh well within the organization. Um, But it doesn't go without trial and error. 
I mean, I'm the first to say, you know, we've had some trials and we've had um, some mm-hmm. errors. So it, it just is, um, I think that's business though. I think that's, that's just life. And um, we now search for loan officers that are self-driven. Um, you know, you, you kind of screen and you kind of know if somebody's got the, um, you know, going back to that work ethic, you know, that they are self-driven within themselves. Uh, we just hired a gentleman down in Florida. He's retired. He's going into a second profession, you know, and he is gung-ho about it and really not, we're not even going to need to really manage him. He manages himself, which is ideal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So we talked a little bit about technology as well. And what role does technology play in your scaling process? And how do you leverage it to enhance efficiencies and customer member experiences? Well, the technology side of things, I mean, everybody's got their phone in their hand, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've got mine right here. So, um, you know, business cards. Remember all the years of like passing out business cards? Well, now I actually have my business card electronic on my phone and I text it. You know, so if someone's looking to, you know, speak with me, I can electronically send my business card. They've got my contact information immediately. Um, and you pretty much always have your phone with you. So you've always got that. Um, and then just, you know, making sure again, going back to upgrading all of our technology, that's what we did several years ago. And, you know, that's constantly changing very quickly. So, um, QR code was something big too, when COVID happened, um, you know, Smith Broadian associates has a QR code now. So, you know, just constantly finding new and different ways to get our information out there. It is, there's so much with technology, so much that is needed to use to scale companies. And, but it's difficult, there's so much, where do you pick? What do you do the right one? Which is right, which is wrong? And it all comes down to your customer, I'm going to bet. And being that it is your customer, and since you've told me that, you know, you work around their time as well in order to help your customers, Mm -hmm. the technology to speed things up for them is probably a very big piece for you. The quicker to the answer is, is that faster and better for your company as you grow? Oh, gosh, I think that's been a game changer. I mean, I work, I can't tell you the Friday night, Saturdays, Sundays, and I love what I do. So I'm happy to do that because I would rather a client contact me, whether it's a phone call via text or an email and ask the question and we try to answer it correctly. So then we're not backpedaling mm-hmm. as Monday comes around because everybody knows Mondays are kind of hairy. So, you know, we're always available and that's what sets us apart from other in our competition is that we're always available. We're always wanting to answer that phone. Um, And it it just keeps our business, you know, at the cutting edge of what we do. And we said, Smith Brody said, you know, our volume was that we, um, how was it that, what did we say? Um, We changed lives. That was our volume. It's like the numbers, who cares? We change lives. I mean, everybody wants to close a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. but the reality is I don't care how much you closed. I click, I care about changing lives for the better. And uh, so anyway, that is fantastic. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us and on this podcast and sharing all your insights with everybody. Your contribution has been tremendous for us, and we're so grateful for your time and expertise. 
We're looking forward to future collaborations with you. Thank you very much, Leslie. And we look forward to speaking with you again. Thank Have a you, wonderful Kendall. day. Yes, you too. Thank you, Kendall. Thanks for listening. If you found this conversation valuable, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next time on Mind Matters.